Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Have you ever wondered what God is like, or what Jesus was all about, or how you get saved, and what getting saved means anyway? Well, if you've ever felt embarrassed to ask, please don't. I really want to help you understand our big, amazing God. And a great place to start is a little book that I wrote called The Basics. God, You, Jesus, and Faith. And here's more good news. If you're always on the go and don't have time to read, you can now listen to The Basics as a podcast series. Just search for The Basics with Pastor Mike Novotny wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. In motorsports, like in NASCAR, wherever you have a bunch of cars racing around a track, they quite often have a special car called the pace car. Uh, the pace car comes out at the beginning of the race and it also comes out for special cautions, but the whole idea of the pace car is to simply do what it's called. It sets a pace for all the other cars in the race. It sets a pace that slows them down and keeps them all together and it gives this momentary pause to all the action. It almost brings a sense of peace to that race. More on that idea in just a second. Today we're starting a new Grace Talk series all about patience. And what is patience? Simply put, patience is the ability to slow yourself down to live at the pace of somebody else. Today, as we get into this discussion, I want to share with you why patience is such an important thing to have and why it's something that God wants you to have. This is a spiritual matter that God is very interested in because when it comes to the way you love and serve the people around you, patience is something that is required to do that. First of all, let's acknowledge that patience is not easy in today's world. There are so many things that compete for your time and your attention, and it can be real easy to go through life with impatience following you all the way around. But patience is something God wants for you because where there is patience, there is peace. It reminds me of this passage from Colossians chapter 3 where it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Peace is something that God wants for you. He wants that for you so much that he actually had patience for you. He slowed his pace. God himself became a human being and lived on this world. He slowed his pace to live in our world with us. And he even slowed his pace all the way to death, where he entered into death for you and for me to defeat its power over us. God wants you to live at peace. And now as you get to enjoy the peace that God brought for you through Jesus, he invites you to follow Jesus. As you follow him in your life, it's kind of like you're following a pace car, someone who will always remind you of the pace that is required to love the people around you. As you love and serve the people around you, Jesus is the one that we follow. In the Bible, there's an incredibly heartbreaking story about a man named Job. In a single day, he lost all of his possessions, he lost his kids, his family, and then in short order, he also lost his physical health, developing painful sores across his entire body. The story of Job is a story of personal resilience in the face of hard times. But there's also another story that we see develop early on in his story. In Job chapter 2, we see the story of his three friends, and they come to him, they're ready to give him some encouragement and some support, and this is how it starts. They sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. No one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. In that moment, those three friends 
simply showed compassion to him. And to show compassion, it required them to be extremely patient and just sit with him. And that's the main point I wanted to share with you today. When it comes to the love and compassion you show to people, it's, it often requires patience to go along with it. You see this time and time again from Jesus' life. When, for example, he wanted to feed a large crowd of people at the end of a very long day and a very long week, he had patience with them. Because of his patience, he was able to stay with them for a while and continue to love them and feed them. We see this in many other examples of Jesus' life to the point where he even endured death on a cross. He patiently underwent suffering because his death on a cross was the punishment for our sins in our place. God's patience with you was necessary in order for him to show compassion and love to you. So today's application is gonna be difficult, I know, but this is the best path forward when it comes to recognizing the importance of patience and improving it. But as you think about the importance of patience, think about one person in your life whom you love, whom you have compassion for, but your impatience has prevented you from showing it the way you wanted to. And as you think about that person, would you think specifically the impact your impatience has had? Maybe you weren't able to be there for them in a moment that they could have used it. Maybe you didn't reach out in a moment where you felt like maybe you should. As you think about this person in your life, take a moment to think about the impact your impatience had on them and maybe even take the step of calling them up and saying, hey, I just want you to know I love you, but I'm working on my impatience so that I can love you even better. I think when it comes to patience, we could all learn to grow a little bit in this area. And starting in the next few days, we're gonna get super practical about ways that you can grow in your patience. But today, really focus on why. Your compassion requires your patience. And if there's someone in your life who you wanna get more patient with, maybe this is a good mo moment for you to pause and think about them and if it helps, maybe even share this video with them and maybe you can grow in your patience together. One of my most interesting summer jobs growing up was working at a fish processing plant in the beautiful state of Alaska. Depending on the day and the job and how many people were there, they would move me around to different parts of the plant to do different tasks. And I'll never forget one day after I'd been there for a while, they put me on a task that I had never done before. I tried my best, but I was getting it wrong. So the supervisor came over and showed me how to do it. I kept working, I got it wrong again. The supervisor came back a second time, a little frustrated, trying to show me how to do it. I tried my hardest, but I just couldn't figure it out. And I'll never forget the feeling when that supervisor came back a third time, they had lost their patience with me and they moved me to a different part of the facility. Today we're talking about patience, and I'm wondering if you've ever wondered if God has lost his patience with you. Maybe if you're not going to a church right now, the reason you're not going is because you feel like God has lost his patience with you and church isn't for people like you. Or maybe if you're a Christian, you're holding back a part of your life because you're afraid that God is losing his patience because you keep messing up in this area over and over and over. And you've come to the conclusion that you just have to deal with it, deal with the guilt and deal with the shame because God's patience surely must have run out. So starting tomorrow, we're going to get super practical about how to live out patience in your life. But today I want to pause and 
focus on the patience that God has for you in your life. And to get to the heart of it, I want to tell you a quick story of a man named Paul who, more than any other person, is the perfect demonstration of God's patience with us. Paul used to be a persecutor of Christians. He used to go out and try to arrest them and have them executed. In fact, he gave his approval as one man was being killed on the spot. Paul was someone who was destroying Christianity as best that he could. And yet, as he wrote a letter in the first century, he tells a story about a different purpose that God had for him. This section from 1 Timothy gives us a quick example of what Paul was doing and how God was doing something important behind him. He said this, Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. And here's the important part for us. He says, for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him. There's an immense patience that God has for us. If Paul could be shown patience in his life, certainly you and I can be also. It's so comforting to know that even a man like Paul, God has patience for, and God can still do amazing things for and through. So as you think about your relationship with God, have you been wondering if God has given up his patience for you? Maybe that's why you've been hesitant to get closer to God. Maybe that's why you've been holding on to some shame or guilt and trying to keep God away from a certain part of your life. If you've been wondering about God's patience for you, wonder no more. As long as you are still here, as long as you have breath, God is not done with you. He still wants to let you enjoy his forgiveness and his peace and his love. And so as you think about that thought today, maybe just rest in that. God's patience for you never runs out. And for those who are able to hear these words right now, know that your God loves you. He wants something for you. He wants you to have the life that can only come from his peace. And his patience for you is still there. Today and tomorrow, we're going to get really practical about what it looks like to grow in our patience. But before we talk about growing in our patience, we should look at what causes impatience. And as near as I can tell, impatience really starts with a fear. It's a fear of losing something. Specifically, impatience is fear of losing your time. You're afraid that someone or something is taking your time away from you. And because of that fear, you react with anger or something else. Impatience is when you're afraid that your time is being taken away from you. Now, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but the best way to grow in patience is not to find more time. It's actually to be more intentional about giving your time away. What we're going to see today is that the first and best way to grow in patience is to give your time away to God himself. 
We're gonna see an example of what it looks like to do that in real time. We're gonna see a story here from two sisters named Mary and Martha. One day they invited Jesus and his friends to come over to their house. And along with that would have included a meal and other preparations that were necessary for a large group of men. And so as Mary and Martha are making preparations, they're getting things set, something happens that makes Martha very impatient. It's recorded for us in Luke chapter 10. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to them. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Martha was so focused on everything she did, what she was doing, was making her grow impatient. But Mary, what she was doing, was making her grow more patient. Because of what Martha was focused on, she was so focused on her tasks. She was so focused on what she had to do. She grew so angry at Mary because Mary wasn't lifting a finger to help her. But what we see is that the way Martha spent her time made her feel like she was losing it. The way Mary spent her time could never be taken away from her. What does that look like for you? I know that there's all sorts of things in life that are pulling for your attention and your time, and it's easy to grow impatient, but it's important every day to set aside time to give to God. And what I want you to know is that when you give that time to God, you're not losing that time. Time spent with God will never be taken away from you. Time with Him will help you see life differently. In fact, as you spend time with God, it'll make your patience grow because for that moment, you'll be taken out of the frantic pace of your life. You'll be given new eyes to see eternity and the eternal home that God has for you. You get to rest in all that God has done. And when you take that time and you give it to God, that will never be taken from you. So I'm gonna challenge you today. If you spend time with God regularly in prayer and devotion, keep it up. Maybe there's room to grow though. Today, as you think about your time with God, what time could you give him? What would it look like for you to spend a little extra time with God today, knowing that the time you spend with him will never be taken away? Sometimes in life, you go through some circumstances that force you to have to learn a little bit more about patience. And this last year was certainly a lesson for me. Along with virtual learning for my three kids, I took on the part-time job of math instructor for my kids, which quite often meant I had to relearn some math things so that I could teach it to my kids, which is fine. I can kind of pick up on it quickly, but after a while, I started to lose my patience. There would be days where I'm coming up from my office at home to get something, and then I hear three different kids saying, Dad, can you help me with this? Dad, can you help me with that? And I was losing my patience because as we talked about yesterday, I was afraid of losing my time. 
in my mind, I had more important things to do and more important tasks to focus on. And these things were just distracting me from what I needed to do. And so this last year especially made me learn some lessons when it comes to patience and the importance of it. What we saw yesterday is that the way to grow in patience is not to get more time. It's actually to give away more of your time and to be intentional with how you give that time away. Yesterday, we saw how giving time to God is a way to grow in your patience. But today, as we conclude the series, another important choice you can make is to be intentional with how generous you are with your time to other people. This brings to my mind a story of when Jesus sent out his disciples with a mission. He gave them important things to do, and he even gave them pretty impressive abilities and skills to do what he wanted them to do. And this section here shows us just a brief glimpse of not just what he wanted to do, but a principle that would accompany them for their task. This is from Matthew chapter 10. It simply says this, Jesus told them, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. And then he gives this principle, freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received, freely give. They had received some really special gifts and abilities to be able to heal people and do some amazing things. They didn't have to pay God in order to be able to do that stuff. These were gifts that were freely given to them. And so Jesus says, what you've freely received, freely give to others. Now for us today, we don't necessarily have those gifts of being able to heal people or do what they did, but we have received one amazing gift. We have freely received time, time in this world. God does not charge you rent for the amount of time you have in this world. He doesn't expect prepayment for the time that you have to live in this world. You have been freely given the time you have. So with that, would you freely give what you were freely given? This is a mindset that definitely challenged me this year as I took a different way to look at the way I get to interact with my kids and in my world. There would be unexpected moments where things were asked from me, but in those moments, I decided to think of it differently. I decided to freely give what I was most afraid that would be taken away from me. I decided to freely give the time that I felt was being taken from me. And maybe as you think about your patience this year, this week, maybe even today, this will be something that helps you also. The time you have is a gift freely given to you. And I know the feeling of impatience when it feels like someone is wrongfully taking your time away. But what if in that moment you changed your mindset? What if you decided to intentionally give that time away because what you give can never be taken? I hope you enjoyed the Grace Talks this week as we got to talk about patience. I pray that as we go forward in our lives, you would be able to demonstrate even more what it means that God was patient and loving towards you. The remarkable thing is that growing in patience isn't about finding more time. It's about giving more of your time away.